You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I am your host this evening, Michael. Mike, whatever you want to call me. I am joined by Austin. Hello. Ariana. Hello. Moon Willow. Sorry, we're calling you Moon Willow. <laughs> yes, um, I forgot. And and the the always always fabulous uh, Witch Way Up. Hello. Uh, so should, I, can, should we continue to call you that, or are you cool if we like actually use your name? Oh, you can use my name. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So my name La- Lauren, <laughs> Lauren. Okay, Lauren. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, either is good for us, but you know, but we want to, you know, we want to make sure people, you know, can connect on a more personal level. So, our topic tonight, as suggested by Lauren, is fear, superstition, and spiritual practice. Um, and this always seems to be a timely topic. Um, there, there continues to be so much fear. Uh, we we see it a lot. I know, I know, Lauren. I know you see it a lot too with the connections oh, you've got with the community. Um, do do you find um, do do you find like is in your experience and with the people that you've engaged with is fear something that kind of like lessens as we progress? Do you find? Absolutely. I mean, there were certainly fears that I had when I was starting my practice that, you know, I can see now looking back were either really silly or um, were something that I grew to like mitigate on my own through my understanding of the practice and how some stuff works. Um, But, and to be honest, there's still things that freak me out today. It takes a lot of just self checking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. I would, I would, um, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. Hmm. All right. Well, there's there's some glitching happening. So oh. we we have a storm happening. Um, here. Sorry. Okay. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. No, we, it's, it's a storm on our end. So <laughs> yeah. So you're you're good. Yeah. Yeah. We've got. Oh, we've got. <laughs> yeah. We. Yeah. We. We have. We've had quite a, a nasty uh, thunderstorm here over the last couple of hours. So we are we are are going to to focus our witchy intent that we will make it through this podcast tonight. Um, all right. So, um, you know, getting back to the topic of our podcast tonight, though, um, we're focusing back a bit more on that. Um, Lauren, how would you define, uh, or how would you? I should say, how would you distinguish? things like superstition and fear? Because I think, again, a lot of people get these two things confused. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest distinction between superstition and fear comes down to um, where the originating reason for the fear comes up. So like superstitions, I would say, are typically grounded in some kind of like either cultural foundation or um, like maybe a family superstition, there's a, an event that happened in a family's past that has kind of created this little superstition. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas fears, I think, come from a variety of places, uh, but more so because of, you know, somebody just saying you should be afraid of this or something being unknown. Um, I think the superstition really has more of a like a grounding in some kind of actual event or culture meaning. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I could, I could see that. I, it's, it's kind of been in, in talking and engaging with people, and I'm sure those of you, like we, we all, you know, we all engage with people here through the shop, and, and you know, um, and you know, in other, in other means, you know, through our community and all that. But um, it's, it's kind of been my experience that once you can get somebody to calm down, uh, you know, and like the fear as just an emotional response is gone, that it really, like a lot of people, really are kind of basing those things on superstitions or things that they've been told. You know, we have, as you were just kind of sharing, we have a lot of information that comes out of like folklore, um, 
cultural kinds of things that pop up that kind of it almost seems like have uh like even from like like a young age have instilled fear in people um like i for example i i just the other day had uh, someone come into the shop who is um a young woman she's pregnant you know and i think she's like in the last trimester you know and she's getting really close to to delivering and um and uh, uh and she is she's latina and you know and she came in seeking protection from la llorona Mm -hmm. um and uh you know and in talking that out with her it was kind of like okay once we remove the fear from this situation based on what you've been told we can kind of see like this is really kind of just superstition this is something that you've been raised with something that you kind of were told you needed to be concerned about or mm -hmm. afraid of um, but there may not really be any basis in this based upon your personal experiences so yeah right. so yeah. absolutely well, well and i think what's interesting too is like think about spirit boards or Ouija boards right mm -hmm. um, these were generally like if you ask your your grandparents or even some people's parents they had them in their house as a casual like everyday board game yeah up until what the was it the, the exorcist came out as a book like mm -hmm. you can yeah. trace down the fears down to that year um the exorcist comes out and everybody panics over over spirit boards like mm -hmm. my mom had one and she used it all the time and then it got taken away from them because boom the exorcist and fear fear mongering oh, yeah. over it yeah the pea soup uh, well you you, you can see if you do like <laughs> historically if you go back and you do like uh searches for the original promotional the marketing and the ads for the ouija board like it was like you know like fun for the whole family you know and there'd be like this picture of a you know just your average american family all gathered around their their ouija board you know trying to talk to the dead right so yeah that, that is that is it is kind of funny to think about mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't you say that like superstitions as well um were used as kind of that like fear control where it was like help keep people in line especially like christianity for example they would use those superstitions to be like actually don't use your practice be scared of it xyz reason yeah yeah i mean look at the fears revolving information about demons mm -hmm. <clears throat> we have the context of the of demons changes depending on your religion or your culture um you mm -hmm. know if you're christian you're gonna be terrified of them but yet we have people who actively work with like the goetia like, mm -hmm. like it's no big deal yeah um, I think there's a lot of a lot of like Christian influence in the fears that we see in the occult community specifically mm -hmm. um, that people are still trying to work through and break down and yeah. without actually actively seeking out where these fears come from or why should I be worried about this um, we don't get that opportunity to then conquer that fear mm -hmm. yeah well, you know, we do see a lot of fear in the community about trickster spirits, stones and minerals that create chaos in people's lives, like even harmful deities. Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you feel is behind so much of this fear? So um, I think it's important to know that you're talking to a Lokian. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I have a different relationship to trickster spirits than I've, some other people in the occult and like witchcraft community. So, I mean... Loki is known as the trickster, the mischief maker of the Norse pantheon. And he, I think, has, as an example, has been one Christianized. You know, he, you know, he, anything that causes mischief or tricks 
typically ends up getting like associated with evil or the devil. Did he do some crappy things in the mythology? Yeah. Has he done some problematic stuff in the mythology? Absolutely. But does that mean that... That's like most deities, right? Right. (laughs) It's not... We, I think that a lot of the like the trickster spirit thing comes down to you you have either misidentified the spirit that you're talking to or working with um, and then instead of accepting that you misidentified them, well they were tricking me right how many how many deities are, are associated with with ravens for example mm-hmm. yeah. so if you if you get it wrong and then you feel like you were tricked doesn't mean you actually were tricked on purpose you just probably got it wrong well enough- um, that's what we see a lot with a lot of the new the newer practitioners um Mm -hmm. is that if they don't get it right the first time it's not them doing it wrong it's something else and i'm like you've been reading tarot cards for two months what makes you think that you're you know that good (laughs) so so fear in a more mundane sense, is also a challenge, particularly for newer practitioners. The risk of disapproving family, being ostracized, and even attacked for choosing a different belief system is a real concern. What have you found helpful when facing these fears? Um, so I, I've, I've been fairly lucky in the people that are around me that they've been pretty approving of my practice, my belief system. I work in a pretty conservative discipline and still I mean like my boss recommends witchy things to me all the time which I didn't quite expect from working where I do um but I think a lot of this comes down to your age um if you are under the age of 18 and living in your family's household your safety is more important than your your practice in my opinion at least Mm -hmm. yeah um if you think you're at fear of getting kicked out of your home your practice can wait, or there are some ways that we can talk about, you know, finding ways to conceal your practice or practice in a little bit more um, not obvious way. But if you feel like you are in danger, maybe don't wear a, a, a pentagram in front of somebody that you think could yeah. hurt you or hate crime you because of it. Yeah, 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 good, yeah, good, definitely good <laughs> advice. Yeah, so common sense. <clears throat> yeah, and you know there is a conversation about acceptance of witchcraft and paganism and other alternative beliefs, but again, your safety is your priority. Your your practice mm-hmm. means nothing if you aren't you know alive anymore because somebody said you know I don't like that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so. I've found personally, like with my family, when I was kind of coming out of the quote unquote broom closet, um, I, it was, it was little, little hints at it, you know, hey, how do you feel about this show? Do you Ah, like, what are your thoughts on witches? Um, Hey, have you ever heard about tarot cards? And then engaging in like their, what, what do they bring up? What do they say about it? Because then you can kind of get a feel for if somebody is approving or disapproving. And I mean, let's face it, a lot of people still don't even believe that witches are a real thing. They still think a lot of this is fictional. So a lot of this comes down to maybe explaining that, you know, magic has existed in every culture Mm -hmm. for a really, really long time. Yeah. I think she might have frozen. A really alternative lifestyle. 
Oh. She's back. Okay, sorry. We had a little bit of like our connection went down again there for well, just the a cool second. Well, the thing is, is if it just if, lagged a bit. If, if it lags or if like it, it glitches, it'll still record what Lauren is saying. Ah, okay appropriately oh cool um, oh my bad so here i am <laughs> she's glitching and people are gonna be like we'll just we'll just edit this. We'll, just, we'll just edit this out <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna uh, I'm just, but, but let's get back on topic okay all right so um yeah you were so i guess you know along the lines of what we, you were just talking about um I'm trying to think of how to ask this or how to phrase this because I think really basically what I'm I, at this point I'm just we're just repeating all right I'm just going to repeat a question so never mind never mind um okay. yeah so um one of the conversations that we've had with a lot of people you know students you know people that we've what in whatever way we're connecting with these people right um mm -hmm. one of the conversations that we have like really frequently um involves uh anxiety uh and and fear over omens like signs omens portents um you know like for example austin austin has like kind of like a minor conniption every time somebody brings up feathers i keep seeing feathers i keep finding feathers what does that Imagine mean angels reaching um, out to me it's either that or or if they're darker feathers of course it automatically is the morrigan um you know or i mean we just you know we just we have these people who um you know like they're they're always like well what does this mean you know and in the con or you know in the conversation that we have you know very excuse me very often we've got these uh like there's like there's fear like there you can you can pick up there's a palpable anxiety in these yeah. people you know around what this could possibly mean Even if it's just like i um, see butterflies it's like oh well where are you i'm sitting in my garden i see butterflies yes, it's like, 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 butterflies yes it's, it's, it's like, like could it be that you're in a garden yes um yeah this um, raccoon is angry with me what why are you playing with a raccoon it, it's demonically possessed are you trying to take food from it it's in my trash why wouldn't you want to play with a raccoon though raccoons are so cute and vicious and rabies i guess yeah okay all right <laughs> lauren's laughing but the reality Although, is i remember that's actually a real i remember actually I had. I love raccoons. <laughs> yeah raccoons are awesome and i remember reading somewhere that they're they're not they don't carry rabies as often as people like to think they do mm -hmm. um yeah so what getting back to what i was saying though about this what, what kind of advice would you have for somebody um to better process a moment like that you know as far as like like i continue to see this thing there's this this phenomena that repeats or this pattern that repeats for me you know rather than allowing that to build and create some sort of anxiety slash superstition slash fear in this person or what that meaning me is or what that can mean like what what would you suggest to these people sure i think first and foremost it's okay for you not to know right away Mm -hmm. let's talk let, like i i missed like a year's worth of signs from a particular deity i figured it out eventually <laughs> i missed those signs and some of them were dang obvious yeah and i've been a practitioner for over 10 years so it's not like we're st you're gonna miss signs it's okay it mm -hmm. is okay um and then the next is like, you know, ask yourself if this is a normal thing to occur in your area. Just like you said, like about the butterflies, if you like know that you were walking by a park every day, you know, birds are probably going to land in that park because people like to feed birds or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they're probably going to lose some feathers. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, there's a difference between seeing like a crow on the street and seeing a whole murder of crows in your yard 
mm-hmm. randomly one day. You know, that that yeah. is more of a significant example than than just seeing, you know, a casual feather lying on the ground. Um, and you can always, you know, try and double check these signs, you know, try some divination out. Um, give yourself other opportunities to either confirm or um, deny that this is a legitimate sign or not. I find typically people are going hunting for signs instead of letting them come to them. Yeah. So then everything becomes a sign. Well, something I usually tell people is if you have to ask if it's a sign, it's probably not a sign. If you have to ask if it's Loki, it's probably not Loki. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, I I did a post on this. I think last week, because people were freaking out about deities leaving. And (laughs) I was like, how ego-centered are you to think that you, a a deity revolves around you and what you need? Have you ever read any mythology? They're selfish. They're fickle. (laughs) And and so I I tried to do something to help dispel that fear. And without fail without fail it's just i find that with pop culture these fears get so ingrained and Mm -hmm. fantasized and then newer practitioners lack the ability to differentiate between craft practice and dungeons and dragons right and i think you see too like especially on social media it doesn't matter if it's tiktok instagram or whatever you're going to see, like, for somebody who might be practicing for a year, right, their experiences, whether that be with a spirit or a deity or whatever, are not going to be the same number of experiences that they might have, that somebody practicing for 50 years might have. Mm-hmm. So when we move to social media, you're going to see people post about this, and a lot of them are always dramatized for, you know, effect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if somebody decides they're on a, a posting about a deity's kick, they're going to post probably 10 or 15 experiences. And just because they're posting those within the same week doesn't mean that they all happened within the, within the same week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you don't like the number of that, that you were seeing is not always representative of how often or frequent it's happening. Um, which I think leads people to get a misunderstanding of how deities really communicate with other people or with, with practitioners and that yeah um and there's i think a little bit of insecurity that you're not hearing or seeing or feeling these deities so intensely as social media might portray yeah yeah well and, and that you know that raises a good point you know in that that most of the time if, if you're working with deities if you're working with those kinds of spirits you know they they are uh they are likely to have different means of communication with with pretty much anybody everybody who's working with them mm-hmm. like you know like deities approach different people um very differently I find, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So that that that's a very good point. Um, Even just like talking with some of the customers, they're like, "Oh, I'm just not really good because I." They think they have to either clearly hear like something audible, yeah. mm-hmm. or clearly see something like visual. They're like, "If I don't do any of that, I'm just a failure as a witch." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "No, like those are to me those are people who it's like they've practiced hardcore mm-hmm. or have been given a gift." Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, for me, I don't really get that. I more get the images. What, what would you say? 
call that again? Like, okay. a, like a clairsentience yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Um, every now and then, sense. Yeah. But even though my mm-hmm. nose is broken. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> a, <laughs> Your nose is broken until it's not there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just, I have to tell them like, no, like just, you're probably getting messages, but you're so focused on needing it to be audible or visual that you're missing everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that, you know, I want to touch back upon some of what, um, we were, we were kind of getting toward a moment ago, you know, and and Austin even was kind of relating uh, an opinion or sharing an opinion on this. Um, you know, and I think this was a point you, you, something you wanted to talk about too, Lauren, a bit more, um, is, you know, um, how people tend to allow one person's experience to kind of dictate theirs. So I know you, I know you had some thoughts on that. Oh, absolutely. I think you have, we have this tendency for, for like posting our experiences or talking about our experiences to, you know, even if it is from a person that you trust as a practitioner, that might be, um, you know, either well-known or that you talk to, you, you assume that that person's experiences have to match your own Mm -hmm. so you might focus on you know the way that that person experienced something so much that you were missing your own experiences um or even again social media it's i think is as great it is as it is for access to information Mm -hmm. there is a genuine problem with how information about this stuff is presented yeah um you know, just because you see the same number every day on a sign that you pass on your way to work doesn't mean that number is relevant. It might just be a mile marker, right? And you look at it mm-hmm. every day by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, it, a little bit more maybe aware of your heads too. Um, I know like for me, I tend to look at the time pretty regularly right around a particular time of the night. Of course, it happens to be eleven eleven. You know, just casually. <laughs> but I believe, I'm pretty sure I dream. <laughs> Angel that. numbers. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was such a thing, and during high school, like, oh my gosh, it's eleven eleven. Make a wish that I'm pretty sure my body is just trying to look at the clock at that time now. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. mean that there's something fancy going on. I yeah. just conditioned myself because I listened to people in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just take some time to really stop and think about, am I really digging for this sign? Is this really legitimate? Is it, is it, is it odd enough or out of the ordinary enough to be significant? And am I letting social media dictate how I experience my witchcraft? Mm-hmm. Okay. Healthy level of critical thinking and skepticism. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And those I mean, are things that seem to be lacking a lot in the oh community. Well, it's like, <laughs> there's this big kick with spiders and Loki right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it, and it's funny for me because it became super prevalent everywhere when the Marvel series showed up. Yeah. And I'm like, for the diehard Lokians out there that are like, y'all were afraid of him until this, until Tom Hiddleston happened. Um, uh, um, like spiders are apparently a thing and I'm like, cool, but (laughs) how many other spirits are there associated with spider? So many. So many. And so it's not that I'm denying or or saying that, you know, Loki wouldn't be 
sending something that way. Um, but I'm also like, have you have you looked into any other mythos surrounding the spider? Well, and I guess this this is news to me. I haven't heard this because I, to my knowledge, I. Uh, you know, and of course, I you know I, I'll be the first to admit that you know my knowledge probably could be better on these things, but I I can't think of of a story or a situation where Loki and spiders overlap. Lauren, can you, is there is there yeah. anything mythologically ground like that that could be grounded in? He's known to like transform into different um, yeah spiders, and there is a myth with him uh, briefly mentioned as transforming into a spider. Ah, okay. Um, but he's also transformed into a salmon, into a fly, into a horse. Yeah. Like female horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shapeshifter. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 He's like, well, like most tricksters, like most spirits that are identified as tricksters. Yeah. But most of them are shapeshifters. Yeah. So, right. Okay. And now, like, the thing with the spiders, too, like, it, it's getting colder. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, bugs like to go indoors. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In the basement, I get spiders in my in my room all the time. Is it Loki? Probably not. Hmm. Um, and I actively worship him. So you know. Yeah. Now, if I found one crawling on me and it was an odd spider for my area, maybe I might be a little bit more concerned. Am I getting dreams about spiders? Might be a little bit more concerned. But just because I have one hanging out in the corner of my room, doesn't mean it's Loki. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and that's you know it, it comes back down to really, are you are you trying to see a sign in everything hmm. are you checking the mythology or or is it sig somewhat significant does this also go back to people who it's like they feel like they have to be special in some way that it's like <laughs> oh I have to make this grandiose thing in my life or else i'm just living a dull human yeah. life i think that, that's a very human thing i think yeah, yeah. yeah. we like to feel special and yeah. you know, that's okay. everyone likes to feel special yeah. well, you are special austin oh you're my special little guy um are you insulting me right now no what i would never not 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 on the podcast anyway um <laughs> <clears throat> so um this is kind of this is kind of a, like a, a an off question, but and I, I'd like to kind of get everybody's take on this. But since we've talked so much about like over the last few minutes about signs and interpretations of signs and omens and you know and the associated uh, superstitions, meanings, even fears around some of those things, Moldavite changed my life. Did Moldavite change your life? Yeah. I'd like to say it changed my life too, but. I, I was even kind of like hoping like, yeah, please chaos. And it, I didn't even get any of that. No. Yeah. So <laughs> it sits on my altar at home. I was like, why are you taking my, my space glass? And I'm like, I'm going to go do ritual. And she's like, acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I will fully admit to buying Moldavite just to see what the fuck was or heck. Sorry. Oops. Yeah. Nope. No, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. You can swear. You're good. <gasps> okay. My ears. <laughs> That's, that, actually, that's, that's that's why I bought a piece is I'm like, I have oh, to find I out what like this is. I have to find out what the hell this is about. Yeah. Uh, I, was like, I bought a tiny piece of it and, you know, it felt a, a, a little sort of funny, sure. Mm -hmm. But like, did I have an apocalypse within my own spirituality? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yeah, that's like, like that's just, just the extreme response to yeah. some, some of that. But, I feel so, like that thing was more of like a placebo effect honestly you yeah know, they, i think so. so much more that they actually like either manifested it legitimately on their own because they believed it so hard 
I had or... burritos cause more chaos than Moldova. Burritos causing chaos. <laughs> yes. that, sounds, that sounds sad. Yeah. Well, and you know, and that actually that's kind of funny that you say that because we we had a few interactions with people over the Moldavite thing. Like they would even bring Moldavite into the store. Like here's my Moldavite, and it was like, and it was it, you could tell it wasn't real Moldavite. It was a green glass, mm -hmm. you know. And so it's like talk about a placebo effect, you know. Right. Um, but what are, what is everyone's opinion? What what is your take or your thought on? Um, on a, to what extent do we incorporate signs and omens into our spiritual practice or, or should we incorporate those things? I mean, I know that we do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and most traditions always have, um, and those were important things, but, but it would almost seem to me that, that, um, as you talk about people deliberately looking for a sign, you know, looking for a sign, it would seem to me that a lot of people are so running around, you know, or so caught up looking for those things or anticipating those things that they're not actually taking care of what they should in the moment as it would relate to their practice. Um, so what's your opinion on that, you guys? I mean, I, seriously, I'd like everybody to kind of like share, like, like, do we, do we rely on signs too much? I think I mean disagree with me if you if it's cool whatever. Yeah. I think I think there is a time and a place for signs. I do believe that with the current the current newer practitioners they very much rely way too much on signs because I remember back when I was doing my training and my initiations, you didn't you didn't wait for a sign. You did the things, you did the rituals, you did the workings, and you were done. And then you just got up and you went about your day. Mm -hmm. and well, and then you, but you trusted. But you like, trusted that, it, yes. That it would work. And right? so yeah. I think that this the, that the rising and upsurgence of relying on signs to give you validation is just another way for, it's another, it's another fear tool to uh, another tool of fear that is being pushed on newer practitioners to make them invalidate themselves by seeking validation mm -hmm. from incorporeal beings. Well, I, mm -hmm. I think that kind of goes back to what Lauren was saying earlier. Like that seems to me to be kind of a very Christianized way of thinking. Yes. You know, like, like, so. like I need an, an external sign. I mm -hmm. need something else to tell me what to do. Not that, not that we don't all need those at some mm -hmm. point. We absolutely do. But, um, but it's, but again, I can see like there, there's a real issue of dependency oh, yeah. for some people. Oh yeah. So. Well, like always finishing a spell or ritual and then looking around and being like, Hey, where is it? Like, yeah, yeah, that I think is a bit obnoxious where there's been times where it's like, we finished a spell or ritual and, you know, we just happen to look up in the sky and it's like, oh, hey, that cloud looks kind of yeah. funky, but we're not sitting there like squinting our eyes being like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the yeah. sign right there. Well, I mean, I, I I was receiving some 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 signs or messages, whatever you want to call them, from, from a past loved one uh, a couple weeks ago. I've been stressful, you know, anyone who listens to the podcast, anyone who follows us on Twitter, not Twitter, TikTok or social media. Yes, we don't twit. Um, <laughs> knows that I'm in the midst of a show right now, and it's been exceedingly stressful for me. And the last show, the last time I did this show um, was when this friend was still alive, and she was very connected to hummingbirds. And so I started having dreams about hummingbirds. Weird. I normally don't dream about hummingbirds. But okay, I was like, cool, I acknowledge that. Then I'm outside working in the garden, watering and planting some seeds, and four hummingbirds, two mated pairs, just kind of like come down and hovered right in front of me and around me while I was watering. And I was like, y'all wings are loud. I get it. 
I hear you. I see you. <laughs> Thank you for telling me it's all going to be all right. <laughs> and were you singing? This sounds like a real Disney kind of moment. I was actually singing a little bit. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I'm the Disney princess you oh, never okay. wanted. Yeah. Hmm. So what are you, what are you, what, what's, what's your take on that, Lauren? You know, I, yeah. <laughs> um, I think my, my signs and omens play more a role in my paganism than my witchcraft mm -hmm. um i think people get those two over or mixed up a lot too a lot uh, yeah and do my does my witchcraft and my paganism overlap certainly uh, but is it always no i don't call my gods all the time um mm -hmm. you know i try to do more independently than i involve them uh but I think we have a tendency to make everything about the signs instead of about the actual craft mm -hmm. or the purpose of whatever we're doing. <laughs> and I think Austin, you brought up a really good point that it is a difficult conversation to have with some people about the passing of a loved one and looking for signs from them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I lost a, a, one of my parents a few years ago and that grief has been very difficult for me because of the role that kind of my my practice but my also my like kind of mm, psychic senses had had in that whole experience yeah um but and now here's a perfect example i had covid in december um when i was regaining my sense of smell everything smelled like cigarettes huh. it just so happened that the way that my loved one presented themselves was at first the scent of a cigarette before you know i got more aware of how that that happened mm -hmm. so for a good like month i it was it was difficult trying to figure out is this just me regaining my sense of smell or is this this person mm -hmm. and that can be a very difficult thing to mitigate um emotionally and spiritually so you know and that i think for not just practitioners tends to be the big thing this is a sign from this loved one or that loved one um and it can be a hard conversation to have with people that that feather might not actually be great great aunt sally yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. it it i i i totally agree with that lauren as, as a psychic medium i can't tell you how many times someone comes in or it always happens during your seance have you been sending me these things and as a as a as a witch we're here for the community that's our job as as a psychic and as a healer we are here to help heal and to help guide through these through trying times and so when someone comes in they're having that experience and you have to look at them in the face as they are full of tears and you're like no it's not as a matter of fact your loved one wants nothing to do with you they're dead they're I can't even get them to come through. My guides are saying, no, they're tired. Leave me alone. You know, and it, it's, it's that, it's that conscious subconscious outreach to the other side to make us the selfish living people feel better. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. You need to do what you need to do so you can heal. You said it was selfish, but but there's a point <laughs> right. where you have to we really do have to look at these signs symbols and omens for what they are sometimes mm -hmm. 
it's sometimes a butterfly is just a butterfly floating across your right. path trying to get some nectar. Right. It's not great, great Aunt Sally. It's not, I don't know, some deity of butterflies trying to outreach to you. It's just, it's just doing its job, living its best life. And then you need to right. honor that too. Yeah. But I think and that, that, that also kind of like, though that, that takes me to an, another conversation that I've had with a lot of practitioners in, in different, uh, you know, paths. Um, in the process of establishing connection and, and building relationships with some of those spirits, whether it be, you know, our ancestors, whether it be the relationships we maintain with loved ones who have passed on, you know, whether it be, again, going back and talking upon the concept of working with gods, you know, um, I, I think that we we have the ability or, or and, and I think we owe it to ourselves in those situations to kind of create something like what would that sign be? You know, like, like, can, you know, like, mm -hmm. can do this, like, give me this, like, because this is something that I will easily recognize something that would be for just my average daily life kind of unusual. So it would really stand out as an omen or a sign from you, you know, and I, I, I I've, you know, told people like we, we have the ability, I think, to kind of ask for those things. We don't always get them, but, um, but we can ask for those things and that would certainly make it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I ask my spirits for Venmo transfers. <laughs> yeah. um, so far they have not done that for me but i, I keep asking um well i mean i also work with sigils which has yeah. plenty of i guess you could say signs symbolisms or what have you yeah and you know sometimes i get those intuitively and it's like cool what does this mean and i just kind of get this shrug yeah and they're like i just thought it was pretty and that's like cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. so, I, I love I just I love what I'm seeing from Lauren right now mm -hmm. just just Lauren just sitting over there in her den drinking her salmon oh I'm Adams. sitting I'm missing that I, I yeah. can't see that I can't see the video that's which okay. one is it I, it looks like it's good I, I need to yeah. try uh, Sam Adams, poor trucker. I've had a stressful day, so. <laughs> oh, hey, wait, hey, we're not, we're not judging. We, I, I do not judge. We, we drink, we drink. <clears throat> um, so <laughs> literally last Saturday, entire bottle of wine. It was a stressful rehearsal. <laughs> so getting back onto the topic of, of, again, of like fear and superstition. Sorry, so, Mike. so what? Sorry. So oh, that's okay. We, we tangent. That's what we do. Um, so, um, what are some of the things that you guys have like heard or what are, what are we seeing in different, I'm not just talking even currently, but like traditions that we're familiar with, things. Well, I guess what I'm asking is, what are we all noticing or what do we all kind of continue to see popping up as like, these are the particular things that raise super, or fear in people around particular practices? Threefold law. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's right. like one of the big ones. Yeah. But okay. karma, but it's going to come yeah. back to me. And I'm just like, yeah. That's not what karma is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. People need to expand their definition and research and find out what karma really That's is. That's called a consequence. Okay. Well, I guess I'm, I'm also considering other things like because I know um, coming up in October, we have um, we have a couple of classes scheduled here. One of them is on necromancy. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I was having a conversation with someone the other day about that class. And there was like I, I, the conversation was obviously making this person nervous. You know, um, and, you know, and I, I, I didn't quite understand why that response, but, you know, you have to kind of meet people where they are, you know, and so, um, 
but I, you know, but I hear, you know, things like that, like necromancy, or I continue to see things popping up here and there on social media about like blood magic or, oh, um, yeah. or again, like working with particular types of spirits. You know, we kind of talked earlier about trickster spirits or even like demons, you know, um, what are you guys all noticing? Like Ariana kind of throughout, you know, the, the, you know, rule of three or the, the threefold law, which absolutely right. totally agree with you. What are the, what are the things are you guys noticing that you're seeing are really kind of still bringing up fear in people? I think there's a big just fear of getting your hands dirty. I'm sorry, but if you can't pee in a jar, yeah, um, you're kind of missing a very large branch of witchcraft. Yeah, um, yeah. we get our hands dirty. Sorry, yeah. it's it's you know the bodily fluids have played a large role mm. in witchcraft practices. Uh, you know, and a lot of it I think is still fear of the unknown. You know, if you think about being in a in a graveyard or in a cemetery people are usually inherently uncomfortable in those places mm-hmm. um and i think there there's certain kind of i guess decorum that you should you should have in these kind of places yeah, yeah. But at the same time if something funny happens mm, it's okay to chuckle things happen and it's it's okay you're okay to have real human emotions when you are in places like this you don't have to turn your experience in the cemetery into a scary movie yeah. um, you so want. yeah Sorry, i just right, remembered right. a moment where you guys were a part of a seance and someone farted <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, that was actually oh. hilarious. Except no one laughed because we were all terrified to laugh at the person who did it. Oh, okay. we have to share the story now. I'll, I'll share it. Okay, okay. So we were at a public seance. Um, Mike was working as one of the one of the the, the mediums, and I was just in attendance because I was never allowed to. It's fine. Um, it's because you're too. It's because you're too spicy, and they know you're gonna. Oh, it's actually you because would have read everybody in the room for Phil. It's, it's it's because between you and me, we're the only legitimate ones there. But anyway. Oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> let me back hear to some your shade. story. Back to your story. So, um, so, oh yes, Lauren's giving me snaps. So <laughs> that's what I think. Oh, well, remember um, she's been drinking. I'm uh-huh. hey. <laughs> Hey, so so we're there, and of course we're we're in this circle, and and everyone's being dramatic, and of course there's always the one person who's, <laughs> and this wasn't anyone in the room; it was one of the psychics, and um, the person conducting the seance, I guess the leader, she moved past me, and it was just dead silent, and you just heard. Yeah, just, yeah, just an audible fart. Yeah, and I sat there. And my mouth curled into a smile, and she and I locked eyes, and I, she thought she had shat herself. Well, I think I think my my well, she did, she did. I, there was I definitely there was a look of panic on her face moment. Well, like, she she um, looked at me, and she actually mouthed to me because she was wearing white pants. <laughs> oh, looked at me and mouthed to me. <laughs> and I said, fine. I think, however, oh everyone in the seance thought it was me. Well, yeah, so she, was, yeah, she was standing behind you. And so everybody immediately is like, oh, dude, that dude over there just ripped so one. Funny. And you know what? I, I gladly took one for the team. It was the spirits. The spirits. Mm-hmm. The spirits. Yeah. Spirits had bean and cheese. They were, they were moving through you. Um, right. <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
we, we we've had some we've had some truly uh yeah. hilarious hilarious experiences right. um I, I mean we were doing another seance where <laughs> this guy he was a skeptic it was the first thing it was the first seance we did when the shop was open and he was a total skeptic total skeptic and he was asking for the the spirit that was communicating through the board to confirm with him like why why have I why haven't I found the the right person or or why am I still single or something? And what came through the board was you're too hung. <laughs> and there was just silence. And of course everyone's like, well, good for you. And we're just kind of making fun of it. And the board starts moving again. Gree for validation. Yes, hungry. <laughs> yes, hungry. But yes, it legit paused for yes. a moment, and we're it just was... like, well, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Last year it was having a good time. That's Everybody... funny. Oh, that... yes. That's <laughs> my goal. Not a lot of numbers <laughs> I want to be that sassy through a spirit board. Well, there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. I am going to be that sassy through a spirit. Board. Oh yes, you will. Oh. <laughs> yeah. like, or your friend. Uh -huh. yeah. Like it's okay to mess up during your ritual. It's oh okay yeah. To have yeah, 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 yeah. Happen. I, you know, it's fine. I've had things catch on fire and had to pull it out and ruin a ritual. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. yeah. I think I've I had Moonwillow catch on fire. Oh yeah, he yes. has, yeah, yes. he, oh set, he set fire to, to Ariana at one point. Um, <laughs> the fact I that I we, still have my eyebrows is a shock yeah. to me. <laughs> we, I think we need to, we need to have those experiences though, because those things are also part of what teaches us. Well, they're also um, what keep us human. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, but uh, I, I don't, I don't know. That's something though that I, I also kind of see, like you know, a lot of people, um, and I think this goes back to what you were saying a moment ago, Lauren. That like there seems to be a real fear of getting your hands dirty, and yeah. um, and for those of you who are listening, I just want to say that peeing in jars is a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. But also, um, that has a lot to do, I think, with actually like structured ritual work. I've noticed a lot of people like they're so nervous, you know, mm -hmm. like they, you know, they they want so badly to be a pagan, to be a witch, to be whatever, you know, whatever kind of practitioner they want to be, um, you know, and then they sit down in that moment to do that first ritual, that first real ritual, um, and they, yeah, and they get stage fright, absolutely, yeah. it's like, they, like they freeze up, um, you know, and so I think the conversation that we were just having about, you know, like you, like, you have to enjoy this, you have to have fun. Um, I, I, my personal opinion is nothing chases away fear better than laughter. Absolutely. Um, and it's one of the uh, easiest ways to actually clean it, energetically cleanse the space. That's true. Mm -hmm. Laughing is, is really good energy for any mm -hmm. kind of space. Yeah, yeah totally. Well, and you see this, like back to the, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to actually do your craft. Mm -hmm. You see this huge push for only doing cleansing and protection. Are those fundamental? Sure. Yeah. But like you can do other things. Oh yeah. You can oh, well, do many other things and it's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, people come for me that for that all the time cuz like do they? Yes, because you need <laughs> yes, you need to know how to cleanse. You need to know how to protect. But also I I I was talking with a particular coven mate about this. They they were talking to me about like, well, what can I do? Is he talking about you, Ari? <laughs> Possibly. Um, we, we were talking <laughs> about like finding finding a good therapist and how hard that is. Oh no, this wasn't Ari. And and how hard <laughs> this was. And I was like, well, why don't you just do a spell to draw the proper therapist oh, into me. your life? <laughs> okay. And I was trying to get I you wasn't out. Trying to out you. I was trying to protect you there. <laughs> and not that there's anything wrong with that, but like, but like. And like this look came across your face. It's Ari. just something I never even thought like, about. 
oh, and I'm like, yeah, because because I'm very much a proponent of like, yes, we need to handle things in the mundane sense, you know, just because mm -hmm. someone cuts me off it, while I'm driving doesn't mean I'm going to fling a hex or a curse at them unless they have a Trump sticker, then I will, you know, then that's what that's a thing. Um, but but there's a time and a place for those things and so i always teach my students and and we, we we are big proponents of this as well like you have to do the mundane work along with the magical yes. and and that's completely that that's just part of being a witch and if you can think outside of the box on your for your witchcraft you're gonna find that there's a lot less fear involved mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with doing i mean our first episode of salty witches was love spells Mm -hmm. Because for some reason, love oh, spells been, are evil. It's been so long ago, I don't even remember. <laughs> well, now. you know, it was in February too, so yeah. themed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but that you know, but handling things on a mundane level, I think, also kind of gets us back to what Lauren was saying. With you know, like like people have a fear of being of getting their hands dirty. Mm -hmm. You know, because when we talk about getting your hands dirty, you know, that certainly does relate to the craft. Yes, it does. But um, but that also is like, how are you handling your day to day shit? Yeah. You know, um, and if you're handling your day to day shit, your hands are probably dirty. So don't do that. But, well, it's interesting because <clears throat> it's not even just a fear of getting your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. I had an interaction with a person in the store today of just there's a fear of just doing at all yeah um because it's like this fear of failure or once again not being good enough yeah like yeah. they're like i really want to get into crystals but i guess i have to research more and i'm like you really don't mm -hmm. like the i i think i legit told him i'm like sometimes the best way to do things is just dive mm -hmm. in yeah right. well, and, um, and and sound off if you've ever screwed something up in your witchcraft eye like oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> We yeah. mess up. It's gonna happen. Regularly. Don't let that hold you back. Still do. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, and once again, this fear that has just inundated newer practitioners. There's a fine line between research and practice. And witchcraft is not something that you research and never practice because the truth is, is you're never going to be ready. Mm -hmm. You're never gonna be ready to cast that first spell. You're never going to be ready to cast that first hex or that first curse. Never. Um, you're no. You're if you have fear innately in your craft, you're never truly going to be ready to do it. In the sense of like, okay, everything's fine, everything's perfect, everything's in the right place. You're never going to be ready for that. So just jump in and do it. Because what's yeah. the worst that's going to happen? What's the worst that's going to happen? It might backfire. Oh no! Thank God you knew your cleansing and protection rituals. <laughs> right everyone freaks out about something going wrong i'm like but you've literally studied nothing but cleansing and protection for like right a year so you should be good then if something your, goes wrong your prosperity <laughs> spell is not going to get you smote by some extra power or deity like yeah it, i feel like everybody's afraid that some catastrophic or catastrophic um event is going to happen because they did a small prosperity working or like a self-healing working and i'm like no no maybe if you try to summon a, something that you really shouldn't be messing with maybe something a little bit worse is gonna happen mm -hmm. but you know uh, like yeah well, that actually reminds me where there's some people out there who it's like literally well what's the cost for that like not money wise but like yeah. what's the energetic cost of that yeah. and it's like why are you limiting yourself? Yeah, like yeah, okay. energy isn't finite. Mm -mm. I, I remember the first time someone asked me, well, what's the cost or what's the coin for that type of spell? And I was like, I don't know. I have lots of mason jars, uh, so I don't really have to pay anything for that. 
The car is probably going to be about two fifty because I'm not going to spend lots of money on it. Lemons are a couple cents, so I don't know, maybe five bucks total. And I was being serious. Like I was like, I, what do you mean cost? Like it's not that expensive. Witchcraft isn't expensive. It shouldn't be expensive. And they're like, no, like energetically. And I was like, oh, bitch, I got energy for days. Well, so where where does that mindset come from though? Because I'm as we're talking about this right now, and as Lauren was mentioning that, um, I'm flashing back to being a a witchy nooblet. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't say I was a witchy nooblet because I, I had already been practicing for several years at this point. I'm old, but um, but I remember watching like Charmed, the TV show Charmed. Personal gain. And that whole thing they had on there about personal gain, how none of them could do any kind of magic for themselves. And I, I want to be, be very clear, yes, I, I am, I'm not, in no way am I trying to imply that Charmed was like legitimate witchcraft or that that was a real thing. I get it. That's what? that's that's oh my gosh. fiction. That's, I'm, so, so, I'm so sorry. Ari. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My life is lost. I'm so sorry, Manuel. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Um, Santa's not real either. Um, but, uh, Damn, you're just coming at me today. So I know the tooth um, fairy. Oh, I already knew about her. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but but I was I I remember that from that show though, and I was I was like, what, what, like. I should be the first person I'm working magic for. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, so I just, I, again, but but there seemed to be a fear about that. And I remember actually, like, having some interactions with people over the years that were like, oh, yeah, you're not ever supposed to do magic for yourself. And I was like, then why the fuck am I a witch? I was like, yeah, I was like, then <laughs> then why do I even want to do this? You know, like, I don't I don't mind doing shit for other people, but my God, I need, I got I got bills too. You know, I got stuff I got to do. You know, um, so I just, I just thought that was kind of. Yeah, another another example, I guess, of maybe like some unfounded fear. Where did that come from? Does anybody know where that originated? I, like, I feel like some of this comes from how you perceive or what kind of your your structure for how energy works is potentially yeah. at least when you get into more of a good discourse about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that like okay, if, if we're if we're using like the the laws of energy and you know energy can't be created or destroyed, just you know change from one place to another. Well, if you're doing a prosperity working, then where is that prosperity coming from? And you can kind of theorize all this junk. Mm. But at the end of the day, if you're applying for a job, that's another person that doesn't get that job. Yeah. So yeah. all these things that we talk about energetically apply realistically in the in the mundane sense too. So why mm. are you thinking about it only in the spiritual context instead mm-hmm. of exactly? Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Lauren spout some wisdom over here. Yes, she yes she is. <laughs> I love having Lauren on. Like I love all of our other guests too. Lauren's really cool because it's like having a female mic in the room because <laughs> you're both so academic and smart, and I'm just like, well, like the demisexual in me is just like, yes, <laughs> this is everything. Well, right I, now. I I can be your female mic. <laughs> Aren't you technically already? <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? So no, I no, I I'm I. He doesn't no, know. No, he, he no, no, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a, I'm a he him pronoun person, but um, but I you know I'm I'm kind of I'm a little fluid. I'm a little fluid. I think um, we're all fluid in this room. Yeah, yeah. I was um, fluid after my massage today. Or seventy percent water, so yeah. Yes, yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. So. Or is it sixty percent? Except for Austin. Remember. Austin's not water. His content is all ice. Um. So anyway, all right. Do we have anything else we want to 
throw out about fear. Anything we haven't talked about where fear is concerned in our in our. Oh, I felt like there was something. Lauren has a look on her face, like yes. Mental health. <laughs> yes, you know, it's so it funny you mentioned that because I was going to ask or I was going to bring that something like that up and then I thought oh, because we got into all these other tangents and I was like no nah, I'm not going to go there but yeah please I, I would love to hear from you on that yeah um I think in general everybody practitioner and not practitioner should be talking to a therapist personal opinion mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I think one of the biggest things that I run into is and we've seen this with you know, how people talk about signs, spirits, omens, and you've mentioned it on the, on the podcast before, some of this stuff to the non-observant person could potentially be some serious mental health conditions. Mm -hmm. um, so if you, you know, legitimately feel like there's a, a person talking to you 24 seven, and it's, it's this person claiming to be this deity then you probably should be talking to your therapist about that um and if you are going to a therapist and you are hiding the fact that you are a witch or spiritual you're not doing yourself any good a good yeah, therapist yeah. Should, you should be able to have that conversation with yes yeah 100 um, percent you know most most therapists are trained to understand different uh spiritual beliefs and 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 um they'll have ways to help you check yourself um and sometimes it's helpful to have a person that you trust as a sounding board for what's happening to you you know i'll i'll always ask some of my friends you know what's this feel like to you or what are you picking up from this and see if it matches what i'm picking up or um i'll say does this does this sound like a legitimate thing or you know or am i kind of just in my head a little bit too much mm -hmm. um it is okay to ask somebody for kind of like a second a second opinion i guess you yeah. know mm -hmm. oh, yeah make I mean, sure I, you're I, not yeah. overlooking into things yeah well we we all need we all need that that kind of validation mm -hmm. you know? yeah so yeah i would agree and i think you know being able to do that i think is also a really effective way for people to dispel fear mm -hmm. um, so yeah well so. i i love i love what lauren said about having a therapist who who sh therapists should be open to that and I mean, if you're in a place, uh, particularly like Utah, where you might have a fear around your therapist being LDS or something else, then there, 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 that's a legitimate fear. But I'm going to say this, the best therapist I ever had, um, she is the one who actually like turned me on to Reiki because we would just be sitting there and we'd be talking and she knew I was a witch, she was a practicing witch. And I remember there was one day she was doing distance. Like, she was just kind of, like, beaming it and radiating it towards me. And I stopped and I looked at her and I was like, I know what you're doing. I can feel it. And she kind of, like, got this weird shocked look on her face. And it opened up the floor for conversation. And we were working on uh, some PTSD stuff. And she was like, well, I want to do this. I want to walk you through some exercises. But while we do that, I'm also going to be doing Reiki on you. And we're going to see if that can help. And so we did, and then the next several sessions of working with this therapist, she actually, like, trained me on level one Reiki so that I could do it on myself. And it was very interesting because my parents' insurance uh, paid for my level one Reiki attunement, which is me, about $900. So, <laughs> uh, so it was really cool to have a therapist who was open like that. And then right. when I was in college and I had to switch therapists because she retired, my therapist in college wasn't 
opposed to it, but he was very much like, yeah, uh-huh, and how does that make you feel? And I'm like, uh, right. you don't get it. <laughs> but I'm paying you to listen to me talk about dead people and witchcraft. So here it is. And you can, it. all it takes is emailing, calling, or... You know, if you know personal connection, say, hey, if, especially if you don't feel comfortable saying outright right away that you are the person looking for a therapist or that you are the person that is, you know, the witchcraft practice, uh, witch. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you know, I'm trying to get some recommendations for a friend for a therapist. Uh, this person is a male, female, non-binary person that is uh a, a witch and a pagan and they're about this age and they're looking to deal with maybe this kind of range of mental health problems mm-hmm. you don't have to tell them it's you right away get their okay. idea if this is a person that this this therapist works with that kind of group mm-hmm. um and you might you might find that they're more understanding than you think i think oh yeah they, there, there are there are a lot of yeah, there are a lot of behavioral health and mental health professionals out there that are also pagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Or witches, yeah. or I yeah, mean, or yeah, or some other sort yeah, of. One of my one of my uh, friends actually, uh, Katie. No one on the podcast knows Katie, but if Katie's listening, hi Katie. Um, I know Katie. No, well, yes, you know Katie, but I'm talking about it's her birthday. Yes, it is. Happy did, birthday, did you, Katie. Did you yes, wish I, her a happy birthday? Yes, I did. Did you go to you her did party? On the no. Podcast. Why happy didn't you birthday. go to her party? <laughs> I didn't go to her party because she had to cancel it. You're a bad friend. Uh, you know what? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult who has three businesses I'm trying to handle, and I I am busy. So, But <clears throat> we were talking with our therapist, and apparently... Um, before she switched to a separate therapist, like there was like tarot cards. Like they'd like pull a tarot card and be like, okay, so this is what, this is the theme for today. Like this is what we should focus on today. And it was very interesting because that's what got her into tarot cards, I do believe. So it was like, I'm assuming like the emperor for daddy issues and. Yes, or hierophant for religious trauma. Okay. Mm. All right. Interesting. Okay. I'm not saying she has daddy issues. I'm just, I'm thinking like, as you're drawing cards, like what mm -hmm. could potentially come up around those particular Mm -hmm. archetypes? Um, Okay. Interesting. Okay. Cool. All right. I just remember the last therapist I saw, she pulled uh, tarot cards for me and it was like, pentacle, pentacle, pentacle. I'm like, sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) Earth. (laughs) All the earth. Um, Okay. Cool. All right. Is there, anything we, is there anything we haven't hashed about fear, superstition? Mm. What is, and this is a question for Lauren. Okay. Let's do, okay, okay, before you go there, because I think maybe we're going in the same direction. So rather than doing our what are we loving and what are we hating, let's do what our favorite superstition and our least favorite. I was not Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, so Lauren, what is your most favorite superstition and your least favorite? Oh no. Um, let's see. So many. Oh, here we go. Uh, my, can I answer both with the same one? Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, breaking a mirror in seven years of bad luck. Mm, okay. There was a year I broke seven mirrors. Oh my God. 
<laughs> wow. I'm also just a clumsy person, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I broke seven mirrors within the same year. And I was just like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, like, did anything life changing happen? No. <laughs> um, weirder things have happened in my in my life that have not related to that year. So, like, uh, <laughs> well it's funny that you mentioned that because there was like one week when i was like in high school or junior high, i don't know young um and i just like kept breaking mirrors and i'm like oh my god mm -hmm. no <laughs> <laughs> this is before i was into witchcraft at remind, all so i'm yeah, just so like i'm screwed <laughs> rem remind me what's what's supposed to be the remedy for that like i'm trying to remember is it like i don't even know okay I, yeah you 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 gave me a romani one yeah um so I, I have a I have a broken mirror story. I was in a final dress rehearsal, and this is when Mike and I first started getting oh, together. Oh, that was so funny! And I oh was um, I was <laughs> I was doing a confrontation from Jekyll and Hyde the musical because mm -hmm. you know that's an opera, and uh, I'm of course playing off this mirror, and I'm like behind the mirror and I'm stroking the mirror, and I get into my performances and I let go and I go down and I belt that last note and I go up and I throw myself to the ground and there's just silence just silence and I'm like oh shit what did I do wrong and so I get up and I brush my knees off they're bleeding because I always get bloody knees during a show I don't know why and and I look at my teacher Karen and I'm like Karen what what's wrong and her eyes are just wide and she's rubbing the bridge of her nose and I'm like, what? And everyone just starts clapping. And I was like, what's wrong? Did I do good? <laughs> and then I turn around and I didn't notice that the mirror had fallen over and shattered. Oof. And she was like, Austin, I know you're a witch. I don't know what the hell you need to do, but take that shit out of here. <laughs> and so I sent Mike a, a picture and I was like, help. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I don't have any burnables here. And I don't, I don't think I'm okay. I, what's happening? So he sent me like this, this little incantation, uh, a Romani incantation from family. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And the show went off without a hitch. Um, so, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> All right. That's, that's a good one. What, what about you, Austin? What's your, what is your, your favorite and least favorite superstition? Austin is silent. He's oh my. broken. First. He's broken. He's broken. Screw <laughs> all of you. What? <laughs> um, um, Shall uh, we come back to you? Yeah, come back to me. Okay, what, what about you? Pressure's on, Moon Willow. It's true. There's just so many. There's mm. one. Oh my gosh. I found like this whole list on Tumblr. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Wait, is it gone? No, it's oh, just it okay. sucks. Oh, okay. right. They removed the porn and everything got bad. Oh, yeah, it's All like right. OnlyFans. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I guess I'll name some quirky ones that just make me laugh. There's one where it says, "If you sweep your house wrong, your husband will go bald." And I'm like, <laughs> what, what is what, the what, what is the wrong to way to that's sleep? That's what happened to me. That's how I lost all my hair. You okay. can blame Chris. Then. God damn it, Chris. That's funny. I just posted about this this one for uh, knitters. If you begin knitting somebody, your your if you're a woman and you knit your partner a sweater, 
unmarried, if you're unmarried, uh, by the last stitch, you will have broken up. I saw that. Oh, that's I saw that when you shared that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I thought that was pretty cool. There's another one I found where it says if you start on any sort of like a uh, project as far as um, crocheting, knitting, or quilting, if it is not done by the end of the year, mm-hmm. you will always have relationship struggles. <laughs> and it's <laughs> funny because I have this crochet blanket that I have been working on for years. Oh. And as everyone knows, oh. my relationship struggles are terrible. Mostly my fault. But you got you got you got to finish this blanket. Finish the blanket. Finish the blanket. I have. Use it, and as you're weaving it, you can weave into like like I'm attracting like yes. an ideal mate. Like you can make that part of the weaving. Lauren agrees with oh my the, gosh, the, I'm excited. I do. I involve witchcraft in my fiber arts all the time. I'm a yeah. spinner and a, oh, yeah. and a crocheter, and that's such a thing. Just and don't I mean, black widow it. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, I don't or know. Or do if he's make sure you rich. If he's yeah, as I say, yeah, make sure he leaves you a lot of money, and then then I don't need a sugar mama. Then we both just have a sugar daddy. Oh, there you go. There you go. A dead just, sugar daddy, but what is a sugar that? daddy. A pyramid scheme sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. <laughs> One, one I dealt with this week, I, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is necessarily, I think this could be a superstition. This would qualify as a superstition. This is one that I'm not really digging right now. And I think that we need to, uh, this is one of those things that needs to go away. But I'm I'm really tired of this whole, like, you can't blow out your spell oh my gosh. thing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so sick of that one. And I, I've had, like, I had two conversations with people this week on that. And it was like, please, no, if you need to blow out a candle, please just blow out your spell candle. Oh, my God. You saying um, that reminded me of another one that's obnoxious. Oh, yeah? Um, it. I know it's kind of popular with tarot cards, mm-hmm. but I've heard it used for other objects where it's like, you can't buy that. Uh, it has yeah. to be gifted to you. And yeah. I'm like, that's dumb. I get a gift for yeah. myself, damn it. Yeah. It's, I'm an independent man. Well, it's like, how many times has someone potentially gifted you something and you're like, thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a story about that. Did you keep the gift receipt? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was another one. We, we had someone contact us this week um, who wants us to track down. It's not an obscure Oracle deck or, 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 well, it is. It's an Oracle deck. It's not an obscure deck of cards. But a lot of people would be unfamiliar with it. But I think somebody, they're basically, they are um, oracle cards that are a derivation, or I should say they are, or, or existed prior to the Lenormand. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're often associated, they, they call them, I think you can actually find them online, they're called Russian Gypsy Oracle Cards. Um, and this person wanted this. And there's a superstition about this deck, basically. I know like, someone if you, who has one of those. Do you have those? Yeah, so the, the I don't whole have thing... them, but I know I have a coworker who has those. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. The whole thing about this deck, I guess, and um, and the the roots of this deck, of course, like many, you know, cardamantic systems, you know, are really kind of mysterious. But but there, there's uh, this superstition or this story that if you read with those cards and you are not Roma, you're not Romani, um, that you can't charge for those readings if you accept money for any reading that you do with those cards, unless you're Romani, you are inviting a curse on yourself. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, as a Romani person, I'm kind of like, okay, one, this this can't be legit because I sincerely doubt these cards have any real tie to the Romani people. Second, you know, I mean, they're they're just a whole list of things. I'm like, no, no. No. Um, so that's one that kind of bothers me, I guess, when people ascribe superstitious, like prohibitive kinds of superstitions, like the ones that you were just sharing, right? Like you can't buy your own tarot deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I would, for sure, I would agree with you on that one. Yeah. 
It's like so. when, what, someone basically gave angel cards to Vlad, oh. who is so far from angels <laughs> that it's like, why would you give that to him? So they, they, they felt he needed a little bit of light in his life. Um, oh, All right, Austin, we're, we're back on you. Pressure's on. Okay, so this is actually from uh, McCondra's side. My, my mama always believed that if you had an astigmatism or a sty or something like that, if you look that person in the eye, mm-hmm. then you're going to get it too. Ah, okay. Um, that's actually a very, very kind of Southern conjure thing where like, like if someone has something mm-hmm. and you look at them, they yeah. can pass it on to you. Yeah. My uh, nonna would, if she had family over, and one of the women, she found another woman's hair, even if they were a member of the family, mm-hmm. she was like, no, you do not get to reign in my house. Mm. It's, it's, it's this weird, like, almost like alpha female thing, I guess. Um, but as an Italian woman, I mean, she, she's going to be the alpha. Yes, no matter what. She's yeah. stab you. With... So would she do something with the hair? Yes. Okay. Well, I wasn't saying like give us all the deets. It was more just like <laughs> she, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on if she liked them or not, she would just dispel it. She just burn it, or she would set it outside so the birds would make a nest out of it. Hmm. Which is a for sure way to create crazies. Um, there's that. Um, another one of the superstitions that I'm, that I love and hate is, and and fears is like actually centered around Hecate. The, like this, she's big and she's bad and she's terrifying and she's going to kick your ass because yes. Well, she might. But also she is the most chill deity I think I have ever interacted with and worked with i i started you know i i i, I get busy and so my altar gets messy mm-hmm. if your altar is not messy then are you a working witch um but i went and i i cleaned up the altar and you know refilled her alcohol refilled all this <clears throat> other stuff and you know i've been doing morning stuff with her and nothing's really changed but she's very much like this is very nice this is very nice. Thank you. What do you want? <laughs> and I'm like, nothing. I just love you. And she's like, that's nice. I love you in a way. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, it's just because I, I enjoy that presence. But there's a superstition that is centered around just even working with deities. That, like, they're going to come in and they're just going to do everything they can to just destroy you and ruin your life. And I'm like, not if you tell them no. Yeah. And people, people don't get that. People don't get that you have the complete and total ability to just be like, nah, here's a boundary. <gasps> Hello. We have, we have a, one of the members of the management team has just come into the room. Or is hovering outside the room. Um, you're anyway. doing him a fright. <clears throat> I know he doesn't like me. And it's because you look like William, and William tugs on his tail. Oh, yeah. we we have we have uh, Ariana's cat. His his name is Odin. Um, 
Yeah, um, and he's and he's he's such a sweet boy, and he's and I just I just want to love him, and he won't let me anywhere near him, and I don't understand it because I'm I'm actually I'm kind of a cat person, and all the cats at home love me except for Knuckles, but she doesn't really love Knuckles anybody. doesn't love anyone. She's yeah. broken. She is. She is. Very, yeah, she is very broken. Anyway, every single time um, I connect with our, our cat Knuckles energy, it's like a spirit box. It's just yeah, it's just kind of like white noise. Yeah. Speaking of cats, food. Yeah. And also with Halloween coming up, oh, yeah. that also brings to another uh, superstition yeah. that is quite sad. As a conjure worker, the, I love I love black cats. Yeah, they're good luck. But black cats. Yeah. I can't even. I think I read where that one started. I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in Christianity or something, but mm-hmm. um, just the whole that they are bad luck or if they walk across. Wasn't it just like not black cats, but like black dogs or just any black animal? Well, it depends on the culture because, I mean, like black animals were like those were the ones you wanted in some cultures because yeah. those were the ones that would make the best offering, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but so, yeah, mm. so I guess now because of that superstition, black cats have that bad rap and so people actually harm them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, shelters will be inundated with black cats. And I'm just like, why? They're little panthers. They're amazing. They are little panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had one. That's a good point, too. Like, a lot of these signs change based on your culture. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all, most of this is not universal. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you see somebody with interacting with whatever sign, like, just because they believe that doesn't mean it, it follows within what you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't sparkle with me. Sunshine. Um. <laughs> um. Oh, another one is if you give your, if you give your spirits an offering, and a few weeks go by and that offering is moldy. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> That's yeah. not a sign that they're angry with you. Yeah. It's a sign that you need to clean up your offerings. Mm-hmm. You know now. Now, if you set it, set down the wine on the altar or the rum or whatever, and you leave, and then a couple hours later you come back and it's moldy, that's a little, yeah. that's, that's a little <laughs> concerning. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, that's never happened with me. Um, but, but yeah, people people have this idea that you put you put this your your, your offerings on your altar and magically they're going to be preserved forever. And I'm like, no, it's still food. Yeah. Still gonna go yep. bad. Yep. Yep. Well, all right. Um, Mike is giving me the look like that. Like I need to shut up. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't realize I had a, an Austin shut up look. Okay. Oh yeah, you do. He's just like. Shh, I'm gonna shut have up. to. I'm gonna have to practice this more. I have to like do this in the mirror at home. I have to refine it. Hmm. Careful, don't anyway. stare you're into the mirror too long, or else you might get kidnapped by the fire. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. There you, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, that mirror. Uh, it's fine. Bloody, bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Okay. Um, um, anyway. Or, oh God, there's another one. There's so many. There, yeah, there, there are so many. It's cool. It's cool. All right. So, anyway, I think... Um, not charging for teachings because it's bad. <clears throat> and I'm like, is that really a superstition? Though? Yeah, it's like, like a su- it's like, it? like a superstition well, that like if you charge for a teaching thing. or you charge oh, for a reading, yeah, true that that it's gonna be bad because now you're now now it's because now you're too... stuck with their energy or some yeah. shit like that. Oh, oh. I yeah, I heard this one. Okay, I love hmm. Lauren's faces that she's making. <laughs> I'm very expressive. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so. 
Laura, does anybody have anything else that they would like to share before we we call it an episode? I think I want to make Lauren a special incense. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Careful, you're putting that on the podcast. People are going to be like, I was Austin, say, I can was I be special say. too? Only <laughs> if you're a guest and only if you're as cool as our guests. I was, yeah, I was going to say, yes, we, we, um, yes, we, we reserve the right to craft special gift items to, for, to, for, to and for specific people. And, uh, yes. Anyway. I have ideas on. already happening. Okay. It's already happening. We'll, we'll talk with Lauren and figure something out. So. Are you allergic to anything? Later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably should have. I Cats? Probably, okay. I probably should have. Perfect. Talk with Lauren off podcast. I'll make sure later. the essential oil of cat is not in your incense. Okay. Cool, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, well, Lauren, I want to thank you so much for joining us again, um, for giving us your time and for sharing your, your knowledge with us. Um, you know, we, we always know you're going to bring something good when we talk with you because you just, you know your stuff. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Oh. Hello, <clears throat> Austin. Austin just panned the uh, the the camera. People people have made some suggestions that we should like YouTube these. Like we should actually do a video. Well, I oh, thought about so doing like video editing and stuff to where it could still be entertaining. Yeah. Because even sometimes where it's like serious and people are like, okay, I don't want to watch these bits, but yeah. it's like maybe if we did it more towards we do like a little snippet preview of video oh, okay. and did that on TikTok or something or okay. being like. Check out the new episode. I wish. What if we wear like clown costumes or something? Why clown? I'm trying to think. Well, for this topic, I mean, like, like people are afraid of Unicorn onesies. Unicorn onesies. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I have one, so that works out. Um, I have a raccoon. <gasps> I love raccoons. There you um, go. Yeah. You're like chopped off. It's awesome. because oh. <laughs> I look gross. I. I like what we're like, bye, Austin, we're ending the Austin, podcast, and then Austin we're just is, like, hi. Austin is dripping with massage oil. Um, <clears throat> you can't tell yeah. it's dark. Yeah, so. I'm evil. You, you Well, yeah, but for other reasons. Anyway, all right, Lauren, thank you so much. Um, yes, thank you, we, um, we, will, we will, of course, we will, we will notify you when this episode hits. And, um, yeah, and it's always a pleasure. And uh, we, we, of course, we we hope and look forward to, to having you back again at some point. Um yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, yeah. Austin. Thank yeah. you, Ariana slash Moon Willow. Um, oh, and, okay, Lauren. Uh, cool. Anyway, thank you, everybody who listens. Um, as we get this posted, we're going to also post some some social links to uh, Lauren. You can follow her if you TikTok at uh, which way up. It's at which underscore way underscore up. Um, good info. Good info. Um, Anyway, thank you so much, and uh, we I will, also love we the Lauren uh, comes on my TikTok and is sassy. There you go. Oh yeah, all the sassy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and we will, me. we will, we will, uh, we will, we'll, we'll talk at you in our next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren. Have a thank good you. rest of your evening. Awesome. Have a good weekend. Thank, thank you. you. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.